if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, good news if you love Taco Bell, but you're lactose intolerant, they're introducing their first ever vegan nacho cheese sauce. <laughs> Second, I wonder how it tastes. We should do a blind taste, ha- taste yeah, test with the yeah. regular and the vegan. Second, next time you order your favorite coffee drink, how would you feel if it came in an edible cup? Barista said, think sort of a mm. thick ice cream wafer with a nutty, weedy taste. Mm. Supposedly low calorie as well. Yeah, that, that, that probably is right up there with those paper straws. Right? Mm. It's at some point, it's just going to disintegrate. No, they say it's it, it stays strong long enough for you to drink the whole coffee. Mm. Yeah, it's only in England so far, and it's supposed to be about saving the environment. And finally, in the world of food, they determine the most common food-related arguments couples have. And three of the most common are, my partner doesn't cook as often as I would like them to, what to cook for dinner, and where to go out. Where to go out? Was that number one? Or were they in order? I think where to go out was number one. Oh, yeah. that's My partner never cooks. Here's how where to go out works. Hey, where do you want to go out to eat? Oh, I don't care. Anywhere's fine. Okay, let's go here. No, not there. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Over and over and over again. Okay, Kev, you want to play a game? Okay, and, sure. I'm um, up for up for some fun. It's a pumpkin spice game, and because of that, if you win, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a five dollar gift card so you can go get your own pumpkin spice. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm in. Let's play. So, is this one of those things where I agreed? Okay, I'll play along, and I'm going to regret this. No, not at all. No. Uh, and what's up for grabs is here's the deal. It's pumpkin spice season. Everything is pumpkin spice. I mean. You can get pumpkin spice scented mums. Mm-hmm. I just found out. You know the flowers you put on your front porch with the yeah, hay yeah, bale, they, and, and they, they will smell like pumpkin. Yeah. Well, you know, it I'm smells not, like I'm pumpkin a, spice. I am not a pumpkin spice person, but I will. I'll give this my best shot. Yeah, but you can go with the, if you win. You can get one of those like what is it? The chai, dirty chai lattes dirty chai or something or like that. O- so I have oatmeal espresso shaken drink. Those. Are I, good. Yeah, I never dreamed you would drink anything other than black coffee, but you've evolved. Well, with now those, that you're older, like the drink I do like, normally they put four pumps of sugary goodness in it. I only get one. But still, the fact that there's any sweetness at all yeah. is is a big okay. alter, alteration to your normal personality. <laughs> all right, well, let's okay, have the so quiz. here's the deal. I, I'm going to tell you about things that are pumpkin smite spice um, scented okay. or taste. Okay, and you have to say if they're real or fake. So there's seven of them. Okay, and if you get four out of the seven correct. No, you know, let's up the ante. If you get five out of the seven Ooh, correct, okay. you get the $5 gift card to go get a pumpkin spice latte or a coffee drink of your choice. Okay, let's All go. All right, number one, pumpkin spice Jif peanut butter. Is it real or fake? It sounds real, so I'm going to say it's fake. It's real. Oh, it's, it's real. real. Yeah, okay. Next one, pumpkin spice juicy fruit gum. Fake. Correct. Oh, what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice M&Ms. Yes. Yes, you're right. They're real. Um, pumpkin spice Skittles, real or fake? Fake. Yes, you're right. Pumpkin spice Capri Suns. You know, the little things fake. you... Yep, you're right. They're fake. Uh, okay. Pumpkin spice Listerine strips to freshen your breath. Real. No, they're fake. Uh. 
And the last one. Wait, this is and for th- the if win. I get this right, you got I win. Four, you need to get the, five. Okay, this all right. is all. Everything's on the line when it comes this, to the five dollar gift card. Please say pumpkin spice oil changes. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice Jello instant pudding. Is it real or fake? Uh, it's real. Yes, hey, you just won. There we go. Seven right. All right. Good and what job. Did, what did I win again? A five dollar gift card for a coffee drink. Hey. So I think we can all fall into that trap of hearing or seeing what other people are doing. Go, man. I wish God would use me like that. Mm-hmm. But but He made you uniquely you to do what you can only do. Let's talk about that next. I've done it. I know you've done it, Taylor. I've heard you talk about how when you were growing up. Your parents had uh, pictures of, of missionaries like on the fridge or something. And, on a bulletin board, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind mm-hmm. of like, that was the ideal. Oh, that's, if I could be, if I could do that, God would really be using me. And we, we can all do it. Look at what other people are doing and maybe get, uh, get a little jealous. Maybe get a little like, man, I wish that was my life. Instead, I'm just doing, you know, whatever it is. But I would encourage you, don't spend one more minute worrying about what you haven't been called to do. That's somebody else's calling, right? God made you on purpose and for a purpose, and whatever it is you're watching somebody else do, that ain't it, right? You know, just because you don't have a spotlight ministry with 50,000 Instagram followers, that does not mean that God's not using you. I mean, you're calling Mm -hmm. him mom, dad, plumber, pastor, pipe fitter. I don't know. You could be writing code or writing parking tickets, whatever it is. Wherever you are in life, I think we've been given a very clear mandate. God made it very simple for us, right? Hey, why don't you love me and love other people? Done. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's a big enough job for all of us to do. And and if you can really focus on that, whatever your occupation is, I think you're going to find that you're feeling like, okay, I'm doing things that I've, I've been called to do because those people in your life you know, they need you, whether you, you realize it or not, your coworkers, your family, your friends, everybody. So don't be discouraged. I hope you are encouraged that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as long as you're loving God and trying hard to love people, that's the hard part for me because we're all weird, right? <laughs> then I think you're doing it right. I love what you said about how we can, we tend to make things so complicated. It's love God, love people. That's what Jesus summed it up as. And I I have a long way to go on both. (laughs) I'm definitely a work in progress, a a kid under construction. And um, I read the most beautiful description today, Kev, on how Jesus loved people. It said Jesus loved the outsiders. Almost everyone was poor in the first century in Israel. They lived hungry, never knowing what it felt like to be full. Some were also starved for human touch. Radical Jesus went skin to skin with these sick and socially shunned folks. He got close to lepers when others gasped. He pulled in from the shadows those with unimaginable disorders. He saw their real souls underneath the skin barriers and shame. And they saw his face and the love and acceptance they'd been desperately searching for. I thought that was just so beautiful. Such a great description of of, you know, just something aspiring that we can try to love like he loved. So what, tell me what does what does that look like in Taylor Scott's life? You're uh, applying that to Taylor Scott's life today. I've been thinking what about that, that a lot like? since I read that this morning. And it, it can be uh, a radical thing. It could be, you know, if you're called to become a foster parent or something like that. But I was thinking about how I just need to be better about 
even if I'm just in a room or where I am, like seeking out people that are hurting. Mm. And then lots of times, bright, shiny people, they're really good at hiding the hurt. And you don't know just the struggle that's going on just beneath the surface. And you can, you tend to think, oh, they're perfect. They don't need any love for me because their life is perfect. Mm. And then underneath there's a big struggle. And so I think just uh, wanting to love where I'm being more calm and quiet and paying attention to those kinds of things in people's lives. I think you're right about the, I mean, Jesus ran into his fair share of perfect people too. Mm -hmm. Perfect people by, you know, that day's standards. Yeah. And he, you know, he called them out on some of their their masks mm-hmm. and tried to get to the real person, right? So, yeah, I think you're on to something there. Do you love being a mother? I, I'm so excited about the results of this recent survey of moms because it shows you just how special you are. Uh, 73% feel like they are the best mom in the world. <laughs> Good. That Isn't is that awesome. awesome? This, I, I could not be happier <laughs> about this survey. Eight in 10 moms believe that they are the driving force of their family. Because they are. And that the family would be lost without them. They would be. 77% of moms reported feeling empowered when they see other moms sharing their hardships and experiences, which, which is what we try to do so often on the Kevin and Taylor show. And these are the top superhero skills moms are confident they have. Problem solving, nurturing, multitasking, organization slash time management, and communication. I'd say a mom's biggest skill is the ability to, the ability, even when she's been hurt, to still give everything she has for her kids. That is so true. It is such a Christ-like thing that I've watched Mm -hmm. moms do over and over and over again. I mean, they can be really emotionally wounded by something their kid has done or said, and they still Mm -hmm. will drop everything because their kid needs something. And that, that to me, is wow. That is facts. I I wish Mm -hmm. I could do that. I tend to be a bit more of a, huh. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about what it's like being a mom and and my wife Tracy we have four kids and she has just like she slipped right into that role of being a mom and and I watched her be a mom like I I, I would agree with the 70 some percent of women said they're the best mom in the world Tracy's the best mom in the world if, from from my perspective so what is it would love to hear from moms that you didn't know would happen when you became a mom could be something like you had no idea how much you were going to love those kids or you had no idea how much stuff you were going to have to get done every day. What was it for you that you didn't know? It's Kevin and Taylor. Hello. Is this our friend Mary, the Mary? Yes. What was it that before you became a mom, you just you just didn't know? How long is this show? Do you have, do you have the time? I just didn't know. I really didn't understand like that you can want to be with your children all the time. And you can also not want to be with them at the same time. <laughs> you know? That's so good. <laughs> like, I just want to snuggle them constantly. But at the end of the day, I'm like, don't touch me. Don't touch me again. You know? Did you hear about the opening of the Sphere in Las Vegas with you two opening this state-of-the-art, never-before-seen type concert venue? Uh, Oprah was there. Paul McCartney was there. My wife and I were there. All the, all the cool kids were there. And, and and I can't wait to tell you guys about the experience of being there. It was pretty darn cool. And it could be coming to a neighborhood near you soon. We'll talk about that next.
I'm so excited because I, I went through a lot to get here to be able to share with you guys what being at opening night of the Sphere in Las Vegas was like uh, with you, too. Our plane was delayed last night. I pretty much went airport, home, slept for a half hour, and then came in to do the show. Crazy. Um, that's crazy, how crazy. stoked I was to share, share with you guys uh, what it was like being there. First of all, uh, I now know and remember clearly what it was like to be a kid the night before Christmas. Remember that anticipation you had? That's what it felt like. Not leading up to it, but sitting in your seat. We got there like two hours before the show was coming. Oh, wow. Because we didn't want to miss anything. And that whole time, you're sitting like, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if it's going to be really as cool as they say it's going to be. And I can tell you, it exceeded expectations. Oh, cool. I I really feel like we've seen the future of concerts. And I'll tell you why it could be coming to a neighborhood near you soon. I was wondering if they were going to train trademark it. Yeah, so um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it was really cool being there. The visuals, I'm sure you guys have seen them on TV or on social media and stuff, just overwhelming. I mean, 360 feet high. Every square inch is either video screen or and audio. Something cool we learned about it. Um, you can go to the sphere and you could be they could do a presentation like it's going to be not just concerts, but like uh, seminars and stuff. Oh, cool. You could do a presentation and you could have a section of Spanish speaking people, a section of English speaking people and a section of German speaking people have the audio going simultaneously and you will only hear the audio. For no your section. way. There's no bleed over or over wow. at all. That is state of the art. Kind of worried about what is the sound going to be like in this giant thing. It sound the best sound I've ever heard heard at a live Did you show. have to wear earplugs? No. And that was the thing too. I thought it's going to be so loud because every square inch is audio. Perfect. Nice. And, and I'm someone who does not like it too loud. Mm-hmm. I like it loud, but not ear piercingly loud. Yeah. Um, so it was phenomenal. Now, I did take some video for you guys. For me, the highlight of the night was not an overwhelming video display. It was when they, they did probably... I don't know if it's my favorite U2 song, but it, I, I know it's influenced a ton of Christian artists, and it's the song One. And I, I think I like that song so much because Bono had said at one time, it's ultimately about loving God, mm-hmm. about how hard it is to love God. And I think if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that's true. If you're, if you're not struggling day to day with being a good follower of Jesus— maybe you're not trying hard enough, but the song itself points to that and ultimately to relationships, the coming and going, the maintaining of relationships, how hard it is. And that's ultimately what we have with Jesus, right? Is a relationship with him. Here's why this fear might be coming coming to a, a neighborhood near you soon. Just so happens, we were at the front of the line. We got there super early and we were like some of the first people to go in. Guy behind us in line, his wife is a muckety-muck with the sphere. And she asked him, go stand in line and ask people, how their experience was. She's like, it's one thing to do a focus group. It's one thing to, you know, hear feedback on a feedback card, but talking to people as they stand in line, completely different. So, of course, I started asking him a million questions. And I said, so what's the future of this place? He goes, oh, they're building one right now in London. Ah. And he goes, the plan is you do a show here, residency or show here, and you can just go there and plug it in there. Because Can you imagine the technology it takes to to pull that show off. Oh yeah, I was wondering yeah. if it's going to be the same company that designs all the graphics every time or imagine, if it's or, like okay, now you got to find your own graphic Yeah, I would think that's going to be a thriving industry, but this is the cool thing he said also. They're planning to put them big ones like this in different spots all over the world. Like maybe a sphere in New York and maybe one in LA. 
but they have a smaller version called the dome that will seat like 7,500 people, but it'll be the same caliber of effects and sound. And he said, they're planning on putting those like all over the country. Wow. So there could be a sphere. I guess it's going to coming to get to the point an, where if you. you have to perform in a normal Wendy theater, it's like, wah, wah. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking that this might open the door for people to go. That's all well and good. But if you just want music and rock and roll, that's what you're getting at our show. It Acoustic is, is down, my favorite. Stripped down and no special effects that you are just getting us in the music. Mm-hmm. I think there may be, because these pendulums tend to swing back and forth, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I do think we got a glimpse of what the future will be. Once people experience something like that, it, like you said, it will be hard to go back to, oh, is that it? Oh, lights and smoke. Isn't that cute? <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll, mm-hmm. it'll just be, it'll seem kind of wah, wah, wah. Did you hear what they're trying to do to get kids interested in art? Uh, Kev, you're going to find this fascinating because this is one of your favorite artists. Uh, Pokemon is partnering with the Vincent van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam as part of a new collaboration to teach kids about war, one of the fav- Netherlands' moment, most famous artists. No kidding. Uh, after all, Van Gogh loved Japanese art. So mm-hmm. they basically take Vincent's famous works and make them look like Pokemon was the inspiration. <laughs> it's really funny. I guess you could go see it when you're in Amsterdam in yeah. the next couple of weeks. Well, whatever they got to do, right? To yeah, get, get kids, kids interested, interested. In, yeah. in the arts. That's cool. Would you rescue a dog that's not yours? Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Would you rescue a dog that's not even yours? This is the sweetest story of a postal worker going above and beyond. Holly delivers for the United States Postal Service in rural Georgia and loves running into dogs so much she even carries treats for them in her truck. But on this particular day, she saw a little beagle flinch and raced over to see what was going on, and he had just gotten bit by a copperhead snake. The homeowners were at work, so she ran their ring, ran, rang their ring doorbell, and she said, hey, I'm taking your dog, Ginger, to the vet. And Ginger's own owner, Kelsey, was able to thank her recently. I just think that speaks a lot about her and her character, that she was so willing to like jump in and help out, and she didn't even know anything about us or who we were. Mm. And that's so sweet. So mm. little Ginger, this little beagle, is alive because Holly went above and beyond. Wow. What a great story. Uh, have you ever rescued a dog before? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was one dog in our neighborhood we rescued five times. <laughs> Joel, the escape artist. We have, we have a dog like that. Actually, two dogs. It's... uh. Daisy and oh gosh, can't believe I forgot the other dog's name. But when we first moved to the neighborhood, we called the owner. Second time dog came around, called the owner. And now we just know it's the neighborhood dog. Yeah. Like a lovable uh, golden retriever. Drives our dogs crazy, but yeah, and just bounds around Doesn't the neighborhood. Doesn't need to be rescued. No, he'll like walk right up in your garage, comes right up to our window. Our dogs are like, rawr, 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 and he walks up to the window. Hi, guys. We're like, go away. <laughs> our dog, Glenn always said his name like he'd go, Joel, there's Joel. <laughs> hey, um, coming up in just a minute, do you know that thing that happens where you're so happy and all of a sudden there's tears and you're like, what, what, why am I crying? I'm happy. <laughs> that happened to me the other day in the most unexpected way. I'll tell you about it in a minute. So you know that feeling when you just pray and pray and pray and you beg God, please, please work in this situation and you just feel like, okay, 
nothing's happening. Hmm. Um, that's the way we were with um, someone in, in my life. I, it was one of my nieces and nephews. I have 11 of them. And I just want to protect their privacy because this is about their health. And I feel like that's their story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not mine to mm-hmm. blast. So here's what happened. Um, this particular one of my 11 nieces and nephews has had some life-threatening, really serious health issues over the years. I mean, diagnosed when they were really little. Mm-hmm. Now it's continued and we're just like, try now we're going to try this. Now we're going to try that. And um, the other day I got word that one aspect of this child's health is doing so well that for this particular type of doctor, now there's a list of ailments, but for this one thing, it's their liver, they don't have to go back to the doctor for an entire year. Wow. And I got that news in a text, and I think it just kind of made it less like, I was like, yay. Well, fast forward, I called the mom, one of my sisters, I have four sisters, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I caught you because I wanted to you know, talk about, and she goes, well, this child's in the car right now with me. And I was like, I heard the news. I'm so happy. You don't have to go back to the liver doctor for an entire year. And I started bawling. Hmm. It was like, boom. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. I did not expect this right now. I'm just so happy. And I'm just so grateful that God answered our prayers. And I, so then I told my sister, I said, Will you please tell your child about that thing you sent me about why we cry when we're happy so sh- this child doesn't think <laughs> I'm think losing it? <laughs> yeah, and it's that thing where um, you you're, you get so happy, hmm. your body has to rebalance you out, and By it crying. accidentally overcompensates, <laughs> and you end up crying. Yeah. It's a real, is that a real what, thing, real phenomenon. Is that phenomenon. what the ladies call a good cry? Um, I don't. I don't call any cry a good cry. I hate crying, but it sure caught me off guard and I yeah. was nothing but euphoric. So I think what you were expressing, Taylor, a minute ago about when you found out about one of your nieces and nephews getting really good uh, health news that the whole family had been praying for and stuff. I mean, you you know, the parents go through that all the time. And I'm sure you felt like so many times for your on behalf of your niece, you were like, God, please just let me have this. No, let me take oh, it. Oh, yeah. Take it. Because, I mean, when you with, with your kids, that's the way you are with your kids. Anytime they're sick, even if it's like a head cold or something and they're little, you're just like, God, just let me take that. I'll take it and just let them be healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know her um, Her mom has prayed that a million times. Yeah. 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 So, uh, a mixture of ecstatic and tears all around with everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, cause there's a really long journey ahead with this child, yeah. this niece or nephew that we're talking about. And, um, but just to have one tiny breakthrough mm. was just that glimmer of hope and that one answered prayer that we all kind of needed to keep us going. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So imagine one day you post an outfit that you got, I don't know it, Coles or something. You post it online. Look at this great outfit I got at Coles, and then you the Coles ad comes up, and you're in the ad. You'd be like, "What? How did that happen? That just happened to me." No way. I'm not even kidding. I've yeah. never tagged a store in my post, but you tagged the store you bought the stuff from. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you guys know that I'm really into guitar, right? Love playing my guitar, and I like having uh, like kind of different clothes than than the average bear does. If there's something different and unique, I'll seek it out and find it. Well, there's a guitarist named Steve DeCanny. He's uh, he's a guitarist in a band called Buck Cherry right now, and he has a clothing line. And I got one of his T-shirts. It's pretty cool. It's a white T-shirt. It's got a black guitar on it. It's got uh, roses wrapped around it. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, that T-shirt, that's my T-shirt. So I snapped a picture. I was like, uh, just got the shirt, love it. And I put at Steve DeCanny. 
Well, then I'm, I'm scrolling through uh, social media and an ad for his T-shirt company comes up and I'm like, oh, I wonder if there are any new ones out. I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. No way. Yeah, along with all the uh, like super cool L.A. looking people, there's there's yours truly in the middle of all of them. Do you feel like, wait a minute, I need to get compensated for this? No, that doesn't bother me. That's totally Is it a fine. video or is it a still? I feel kind of cool because I'm by far like... Everyone else that's in this has got to be at least 15 years younger than me. <laughs> so that makes me feel really happy. But no, is it, what did you say? Is it, is it a video or a still? It's a still. It's a bunch of a bunch of different stills come up of different people wearing his shirt. But do they flash real fast? Yeah. Like I tried to take a screenshot. Uh-huh. You know, so I and can brag a little too bit. Fast? And it goes by too fast. <laughs> but it's me. It's wow, me. Wow. I don't know about this, this whole idea of like. They can use your image without asking you. You wouldn't be okay with it if you posted a, like uh, if you if you got a shirt at like uh, I know you love Need to Breathe. Hey, great time at the Need to Breathe concert. And you had on a Need to Breathe T-shirt. You would be upset if they used that picture like to promote their like. Hey, make sure you visit our merch table. I don't know. I guess not. Yeah. I guess I would be like you. I'd think I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like it upped my street. But cred. I think it's hilarious that it goes by so fast that you can't even screenshot it. <laughs> You're gonna have to do that screen record thing. I'll teach you how to do Here's, it. What What are the chances you think that I'm gonna forward this ad to to my kids? <laughs> Two million percent. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're going to be like, oh, that, that, we need to email him and tell him, please don't do that ever again. Our dad's going to be impossible to live with now. We're going to check in with our producer Griffin in a minute. He's got cool. a wife and a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. And apparently he and his wife, Sarah, do not see eye to eye when it comes to the extracurricular activities Ooh. their kids should be involved in. And his kids are involved in a lot of stuff. We'll find out what's going on next. Griff jumped into the studio with us, and I'm beginning to think we should start calling this segment, Griff, Why Sarah is Right. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with the kids? Yeah, you know, um, we're trying to figure out some extracurriculars that they could do this fall season, I guess. And, uh, you know, I've tried hard to get them into sports. Yeah, They've done baseball. They've done soccer. Did you even buy your daughter a pink Baseball, oh, yeah, like she's batting got all the pink, st- yeah, pink, pink bat, bat, pink glove. Oh yeah, all in. That's and all sitting in the take. garage collecting dust. <laughs> it's literally in the garage sitting there. Aww. Yeah, and like they could take it or leave it. Like if I said, hey, you're gonna play baseball this week, they'd be like, okay, but they wouldn't be like super excited or yeah. whatever. So Aww. my wife's trying to find something that like, they really want to do, mm-hmm. and. My daughter wants to do horseback riding lessons. <gasps> okay. That sounds expensive. And my son wants to do some type of art class thing or something, mm-hmm. which are both definitely things that like my wife would do. Like they're totally <laughs> taking after her. They are because she grew up with yeah. a horse, right? Or her yeah, grandma did. Yeah, she grew did. up riding horses. And she, then she's so She artistic. likes art stuff. Yeah. And that's what they both want. And like... Two horseback riding lessons are it's like the same amount of money as an entire baseball season. <laughs> like it's it's not cheap. So I'm just, they don't have I don't think they do it. They used to have at Walmart the little horse you put a quarter in. Yeah. And you know, mechanical horse. Yeah. Go there once a week. There yeah, you go. Yeah, go there. There you go. That, horseback riding. I mean, on a bigger picture, that's gotta really be hard as a dad not to take personally because I always brag about Griff, like you are a super involved dad. Mm-hmm. Like you spend mm-hmm. more time with your children than most dads. Especially when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. they still choose to be like mommy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about these subject areas, like art and horseback or riding. You're going to be finding out. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you steer, steer uh, Thatcher, since he's interested in the arts, towards music? 
And he could follow in my son Kyle's footsteps. Get him a drum set. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the piano is enough, okay? That's, you already that's have good. to listen to yeah. the ding, 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 yeah, ding, yeah. ding, ding, every night. Oh, no, you haven't lived until you've had a young, aspiring drummer in your house. Oh, man. Now that is full tilt parenting. All right, well, keep us posted on how that goes and what they, what they wind up doing. Coming up in just a minute, have you ever wondered what it would be like to live in Paris? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to live like... Emily in Paris. There's a travel company that's partnered with an influencer to host a four-night, five-day trip called Paris by Emily. (laughs) They'll take you and seven of your besties to the most popular sites, restaurants, and more. Similar to the life Emily lives in the popular TV show. You'll Hmm. even stay in a hotel in Emily's neighborhood, take classes on the French language, baking classes, and more. And meet the head costume designer for Emily in Paris. You can even go on the same run in the morning that, that Emily, Emily goes, goes on, on mm. and they'll make you a playlist for it. And one of the things with that show is her her clothes. People are just like, she, she never wears the same thing twice, but it's always way over the top. I mean, way over the top I guess that's why stuff. it's cool to meet the costume designer. Yeah, huh? right. That'd be, I mean, that probably like. You know, cinches the deal. Is that <laughs> for, what, for a lot of what streaming service is that show on? I haven't seen it. I think it's Netflix. Okay. I think it's Netflix. Yeah. Hmm. We we bailed on it. Just was like, well, okay, <laughs> little little too racy. We Ooh, love we love not the, safe for the whole family. No, huh? love the Parisian scenes and stuff. That was fun, but yeah, yeah it's just a little too much. That's too bad. Have you ever been out and about living your life, doing your deal, maybe at the grocery store, maybe somewhere just so normal, and you run into a celebrity? Well, imagine this. You're at a kid's golf tournament, and you look over, and one of the caddies is Tiger Woods. <laughs> Caddying? He was he was the caddy the other day. It's huh. a real story. Um, it, was the, uh, it was the junior golf tournament, and his son, Charlie, was in it, and he was his son's caddy. No kidding. And guess what? He's 14. Name is Charlie. He won the whole thing. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> so like father, like son. Right. It's all in the in the genes or, right. or the abilities that dad has passed on. It's right. pretty cool. I mean, couldn't have a better coach. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs>